We are so excited that you are joining us today. We here at Royal Priesthood Ministries are dedicated and committed to teaching, equipping, and training men and women in the principles of God. These principles will free them from their past hurts, pains, frustrations, and confusions, helping them find love, help, forgiveness, peace, divine direction, and encouragement. Our senior pastor, Harold W. Britton Sr. and co-pastor Sherry Britton have answered the call that God placed on their lives. Let's hear what the Lord is saying through his vessels today. Amen. We give you the word of God. I say we give you the word of God here in this ministry. Now you have to take this word, right? You have to take this word and apply this word to your life. Amen. You got to do it. But it's our responsibility to give it to you. I've been in the kitchen all week. I wasn't really supposed to be here today. Amen. But keep me in your prayers here still. But uh, whenever I assign someone to speak, and if they can't come through, then I got to, I got to step up and get to the plate. All right? And so uh, Josh is supposed to have been here today. Amen. And so... Uh, you got the dad now. And whenever you come here, like I said, you come here to expect it. How many of y'all brought your Bibles with you? Amen. Whenever you come into up in here, and we're not having praise and worship, and with this word go forward, you bring your Bible with you because I'm expecting, I'm expecting for you to take this word and apply this word to your life. The word of God, ladies and gentlemen, can do anything and everything that you want to do. You just got to know how to apply it to your situation. It works every time. It works every time. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It works. Amen. If you have your Bible, go to the book of Romans chapter 4, please. And it is our custom here in this ministry that you stand for the reading of God's word because when you go into the courthouse, you stand for the judge. Amen. Why come you can't stand for the reading of God's word? In Romans chapter 4, let's pick it up in the... Let's pick it up in verse 17. And if you have it, say praise the Lord. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope believe in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken? So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of several rooms. Verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory, come on, to God. He didn't stagger. And after examining that passage of scripture, my brothers and sisters, I want to use for a text this morning, uh, talk heaven talk. You may be seated. Talk heaven talk. 
Huh? Okay, let me say it in a way that you may understand it. Talk kingdom talk. You see, as a child of God, you just can't talk any kind of talk. Hmm? And if you're going to say anything, you got to make sure that's lined up with the word of God. Hmm? So I just want to encourage you this morning, ladies and gentlemen, to talk heaven talk. Because some people haven't been taught on that level. They feel like, hey, I gave my life over to the Lord. I can say anything I want to say. No, you can't. Not if you want the blessing of God upon your life. No, I, I know you're saying, what is heaven taught? It is a language. I say, it is a language that looks defeat straight in the face and call it vigor, victory. That's heaven taught. Or that's kingdom taught. And that's the talk that we want to talk. And when we talk that talk, ladies and gentlemen, God is pleased with that. And I don't know about you, but I want to please God in every aspect of my life. You see, it is the language of heaven. It is the language that Jesus used when he told the relatives and friends of Jairus uh, who were mourning in his house when his daughter was, had died. He talked kingdom talk. And you and I have to talk kingdom talk. But just look at, just look at the situation. Go to Mark chapter 5, please. Just look at it. Let's look at the conversation. In Mark chapter 5. And if you have it, say praise the Lord. If you don't have it, just say wait a minute. In Mark chapter 5. Now Jesus had been doing all these miracles. He was doing all these healing. And people was astonished by how he was healing people. Healing the blind. Healing the lame. So now all of a sudden, this man come to Jesus and told him, hey, hey, my daughter is dead. Will you come there and heal her? He said, I come. And so now he's heading it on to J.I.R.'s house. And look, ladies and gentlemen, he got a whole caravan follow him. He heading to J.I.R.'s house. Let's look at that conversation that took place in Mark chapter 5. And let's, let's see verse 37 and verse 39. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he coming into the, he coming to the house of, of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the torment and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, What make ye this ado and weep? The damsel, the damsel is not dead, but she is what? Asleep. She is alive. Huh? And the little girl was dead. But Jesus said she wasn't. But she was. But Jesus said she wasn't. Now, I'm going to take Jesus' word. If Jesus said that she's not dead, I'm going to take Jesus' word. I'm not moved. I'm not moved by no vital sign. I'm not moved right now. She's breathing now. Jesus said she was, she's alive. Now, that word jar the natural part of you. That word will jar 
the human side of you. And you're willing and you will come alive automatically. Begin to say, no, 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 no. That isn't correct, Jesus. She's right in there. She in her bedroom. She is dead. We checked the vital signs. We checked that she's not breathing. She is dead, Jesus. Jesus goes, no, 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 no. She's not dead. She is alive. She in that room right there. They said unto Jesus, she had been dead a long time, three or four hours. We sent a man to tell you a long time ago that she had died. Did you get the message, Jesus? He didn't answer the question. He said, she is alive. You see, what you have to understand here is that she was dead. But Jesus said that she wasn't. But she was. This may sound confusing, but it's, it's really a perfect sense. Make, it really makes perfect sense. Because there are two languages being spoken here. And two different worlds here. Two languages. My brothers and sisters, whatever language you're speaking, you got to speak heaven language. Because if you don't speak heaven language, you're speaking earthly language. My brothers and sisters, one language is being spoken in the natural, in the natural world. The world that you and I and the family live in is an earthly language. Now, in the earthly language, she is dead. She had taken her last breath and she is not breathing. She now had no violent signs, not nothing. She's dead. The spirit of death has come up, come and attacked her with some disease or affliction and have taken the life right out of her. And she is dead, speaking in an earthly term. Somebody say, somebody say, she is dead. But I'm here to tell you, she wasn't dead. She wasn't dead. Now you may be saying, why did he say she was not dead? When she was, when, when she was dead, watch this. Jesus being led by the Spirit of God to speak human, to speak heaven words on earth. And there is no death, ladies and gentlemen, in heaven. There's no pain in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. Glory to God. So Jesus was speaking kingdom talk. And run your priesthood ministry. It's very important. It's very important that you want, that you know who you are and who you are in Christ Jesus. It's very important that you know who you are. Watch this. When you are born again by the Spirit of God, you have a right to talk heaven talk. But just because you have a right to talk heaven talk is not guaranteed that you will. Well, because you haven't talked on that level. You haven't been talking on that level. And I'm here to tell you that you got to talk, you got to see, you got to talk kingdom talk. In your conversation throughout the day, throughout the week, you can't just be saying anything out your mouth. The Bible tells the very plain that death and life is in the power of the tongue. The Bible tells the very plain you can have what you say. You got pain. Oh, I got pain. Guess what? You won't have it. You got to talk kingdom talk, ladies and gentlemen. You got to talk heaven talk. You got to study the ministry of Jesus. 
and see how Jesus conducted his life. See how Jesus talked to the people. He talked heaven talk. And that's what you and I got to talk. You can't be moved by what you see. You can't be moved by what you hear. You only going to be moved, watch this, by the word of God. Glory to God. Somebody say kingdom talk. Watch this here. You see, many Christians believe that they talk, haven't talked, just because they are saved. And Jesus rescued them. But they don't. Jesus blessed them because they are a child of God and they worship him, watch this, and they love him. That's why he blessed them. He don't bless them because uh, uh, they talk in earthly talk. You see, they work for him. And he blessed them. But there is no, there is not a sign that they talk heaven talk. Or we ever see a miracle for as long as they live. Why? Because you're not talking heavenly talk. We believe, ladies and gentlemen, in the supernatural power of God. We believe in the supernatural. We believe in the power of God. So that's what we got to talk. Watch this. In order, to, in order to see a miracle of God power, you have to know who you are in Christ Jesus. And you have to learn a new language, and I'm not talking about speaking in tongues. I'm not talking about that. You see, you can't learn tongues. When you speak in tongues, you don't know uh, what you are saying, and neither does anybody else. Let's see what the scripture had to say concerning that. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, four please, 14. 1 Corinthians. Because we just seeing Sister Tina flowing in the gifts of tongues here. And, and I want you to know that she wasn't talking to you. She was talking to who? She was talking to God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14. If you have it, say praise the Lord. Look at verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. He speaketh mysteries when he speaketh tongues. He's not talking to you. You see, when you speak in tongues, you're praying about things that you don't even know you're praying about that you should be praying for. Listen, when you're speaking mysteries in the spirit, only the Holy Ghost can interpret what you say. Unless God gives you that gift of interpretation. And that's one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he said, anybody that wants the gift of interpretation, let him ask for it. And the Holy Spirit will give it to you as he, as he will. You see, the Holy Ghost knows what the Spirit is saying. Nobody else does. Speaking in tongues is a gift and is a language that you don't even understand. It is a gift. And guess what? It don't, it don't, it, 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 nothing you can do to earn it. It's a gift from God. And I want all what God provided for me. Now, it don't have nothing to do with your salvation. So I don't want you to go out here and say, well, Pastor said that if I didn't receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, I'm not saying I did not say that. It is a gift 
And when they, see, when I was down there and down there and, and, and down south in that Baptist church here, they didn't teach me about that. But he can't teach me what he don't know. It's a gift. You see, this new language that I'm talking about learning is a language that you can understand. It is a language that you look death and disease straight in the face and command them to leave in Jesus' name. That's what I'm talking about. It is a language that is based on God's word and nothing else. The gifts of speaking in tongues and, it's, and, 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 and the gift of uh, talking, having talk. And listen, Royal Priesthood. You must know the spirit. You must know the, th the spirit through the word of God. And the Holy Spirit will help you. He is a person. He is a divine personality sent from, from heaven to live inside of you and me and to teach you the ways of God and to lead you into all truth. Glory to God. That's what the Holy Spirit does. In John chapter 16, 13, 14, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, become, he shall guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, he shall speak of me, and whatsoever he, he shall show it unto you. He shall show you all things. The Holy Spirit will always point us to Jesus. Glory to God. So it's very vital and very important that we talk heaven talk, that we talk kingdom talk, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the reason why I tell you, give me five minutes around you, I'll tell you where you're at. That's just something what God had blessed me with because I spend my time in the word of God. Give me five minutes, I can tell you where you're at. Stay around me for five minutes, I can tell you exactly where you're at. I can tell you right now how you've been studying, reading the word of God the way you should have because I'm listening to the words that comes out your mouth. Talk heaven talk. Watch this here. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He is a gentleman. He is a divine personality. He's not a it. He's a gentleman. But some people think that just because you are saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Ghost is going to lead you into victory, but it don't work that way. It don't work that way, ladies and gentlemen. You see, what the Holy Spirit is going to do is to lead them into the knowledge of the word of God. And that, you have to put that into your spirit. Glory to God. And that is the way that he's going to lead you and I. And if you have not taken the time yourself to put the word of God in your spirit, then how can the Holy Spirit help you? He can't. He can't. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that, ladies and gentlemen, royal priests of family, we got to get into the word of God. We got to put the word of God in our spirit and work that word and work that word and work that word. The Holy Spirit won't, the Holy Spirit won't unfold to you about the book of James if you haven't read it before. So let's look at the book of James. It's the book right after Hebrew, chapter 5. Let's look at it. 
the book of James. You see, I've been in the kitchen. I've been in the kitchen for a little while today. Let's look at two verses here. In James chapter 5. You haven't said praise the Lord. In James chapter 5. Look at verse 14 and verse 16. 15 in James chapter 5. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sin, they shall be what? Forgiven him. Glory to God. It's in the word. See, if you haven't been taking the time to study, to study as a, as a result, you don't have, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't talk having talk. But I'm telling you, royal priesthood, that God wants you to be led by the Spirit of God in everything. He wants you to be, look here. If you're led by the Spirit of God, you won't make no mistakes. In everything, not something, in everything. You might say, the Spirit of God doesn't come upon, upon me and tell me anything, uh, tell me to do anything. He doesn't. He doesn't because you don't know the word, you don't know the scripture, you don't know the word of God. He can't do it. See, you have to understand that if you don't know much of the word, you don't know any scripture, then how can the Holy Spirit tell you if the scripture is not in you? He can't tell you. That word got to be on the inside of you, ladies and gentlemen. How can the Holy Spirit give you an order? You wouldn't even know what, you wouldn't even know what he, what he was talking about. So he can't give you an order because you didn't take time to put another word in your spirit. Now you must take the time to learn who you are in Christ Jesus. And become a Bible reader and a Bible uh, and, a, and, a, and a believer. And get those scriptures in your spirit. Then the Holy Spirit will speak to your spirit about the scripture. Glory to God. See, the Holy Spirit will remind you who you are in Christ Jesus. And what the Bible says. And that is the reason that God warned the church. Not to have weak elders and deacons on their board. Why? How can a weak man or woman help somebody? God wants leaders in the church who are strong. Glory to God. And by accident, if you got put in a leadership position and you're not strong, you ought to step down. Glory to God. That's why he don't want weak people in the church in a leadership position. Because they know the leader's the only one that can take the church down. And don't be ashamed. When you know you're not strong, step down. Glory to God. You're hitting the ministry up. And that's the reason that he warned the church. God won't lead us who can walk in, front, in the front door when you are being defeated and say, no, you don't, devil. You're not touching this family. 
You're not touching the family. Listen. You must stay balanced. You must stay balanced in every area of your life. Every day, always striving to live for the Lord, striving for perfection. I didn't say being perfect. I say striving, striving toward perfection. You will never be perfect in the natural. But you will be in the spirit realm. But, but until then, we got to strive in this flesh here. We got to strive toward perfection. Glory to God. And how we do that? By talking heaven talk. Talk heaven talk. Don't move, don't be moved by what Shaquita and, 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 and the rest I'm talking about. Watch this. There are people in the church actually think they have a right to talk anyway. They want to, they, they, have, have, they have a right to talk any way they want to talk to and say anything what they want to say and do whatever they want to do in the church. Listen to me, as a child of God, you can't say what you want to say and you can't do what you want to do. Why? Because you were bought with a price. Glory to God. And these are the same people that goes around saying, I am a Christian and God will cover me. Uh, uh, I belong to God and I trust in the Lord. If you trust in God and in the Lord, you will trust in his word. And his word right here tell you how to carry yourself. He tell you how you're supposed to dress. He tell you how uh, what conversation that you're supposed to have throughout the week. Now you and God may not end up deciding the same thing. But God wants you to believe the word of God and talk heaven talk and stop talking earth talk. See, you have to call things that be not as though they were. You got to call it. You got to call things that be not as though they were. Hey, don't be moved by that pain. Don't be moved by that sickness. You still got to say, I'm healed in Jesus' name. Walk in your authority as a believer. By his Christ, I'm healed. You pain, I take authority over you in Jesus' name. You leave my body now in Jesus' name. And you will see that leave. You will feel it leaving your body. See, that's kingdom talk. That's heaven talk, ladies and gentlemen. Abraham did. Listen. Abraham wanted a son. And God had promised him one. Yet his wife had passed her childbearing years. So Abraham called it the, one, the way he wanted to be. He called things that be not as though they were. So Abraham had a son. And Abraham walked around speaking faith. But whether you know it or not, Abraham is our father of faith. You'll pick it up in Romans chapter 4. And you'll see it right there in the word of God. He is our father of faith. Now do you realize what Abraham did? Sound just like what Jesus did. When he saw Jairus' daughter, he stood right in the face of defense and confessed victory. Jesus stood up and said, she shall live. She's not dead. My brothers and sisters, the spirit of God was in him and leading him to say that. But the people laughed at him 
because he sound like foolishness. It was too different from what they had, have seen with their eyes. So they did not believe, ladies and gentlemen, in the supernatural power of God. And there's consequences. There's consequences when you don't believe in the supernatural power of God. Jesus had to make a move to all the people who was in that house. And he was strong. He walked into his, into his calling. He walked into his boldness. He had to be bold to say some of the things that he said when he was in that house. He talked heaven talk. He talked kingdom talk. Glory to God. He is our prime example. Watch this. Because of their unbelief, when he went into that house, guess what he did? It wasn't his house. That was the ruler house. He put all they tell out. How can you go into another man's house and put everybody out of the house? He had to get all that unbelief with around him. You see, if you're going to flow in the gift of the supernatural, all the unbelief, you got to get them with around you, man. You got to get them with around you. If you want the supernatural power of God to be in operation, if you want the demonstration of the Holy Spirit to be in operation, you got to get the unbelief with around you. And that's what Jesus did. He put all that tail out. He talked kingdom talk. He talked heaven talk. Then Jesus took the father and he took the mother of the dancer and them that were with him. And since you're going to encourage me to go into the room that she's not breathing, I think I just may go up in there now. So he entered into the room where the dancer was lying. Let's pick it up in Mark chapter 5. Let's go back. Pick it up in Mark chapter 5. In Mark chapter 5, let's pick it up. Let's pick it up in verse 40 and verse 41 in Mark chapter 5. And they loved him to scorn. But when he had put them out, all out, he taken the father and the mother of the danger and them that were with him and entered into Indian where the dame was, was lying. And he took the dame by her hand, by the hand, and said unto her, tell her, tell her about commune, which is being interpreted, interpreted, danger, I say unto you, to thee, arise. Did she get up? I said, did she get up? Come on, say it like you mean. I said, did she get up? Jesus always have said that she's not dead, she's alive. Did she get up? Now, people outside who had laughed at Jesus and were scorching him uh, just moments before were not, were not laughing anymore. Now, say this up a minute. I say, 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 Pastor, what was they saying? Pick it up in verse 42 and verse 43. Let's see what they're saying. And straight away the dancer rose and walked it, for she was of age of 12 years old. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. Huh? Look at verse 43. And he charged them straight that no man should know it. And commanded that something should, and commanded that, that something 
should be given her to eat. Watch this here. I remember coming home from seminary school. She didn't teach me in the Baptist church. I remember for coming home from seminary school. And I shared the story with y'all. How I went to the hospital room. First, my mother was in the emergency room. And when she was looking, we couldn't get the blood pressure down. So I started speaking in tongues. I said, you pray where you want to pray, Mom. I'm going to pray where I want to pray. And I started speaking in my heavenly language where you seen Sister Tina flow me. And my mother was looking at me kind of weird. Where did he get that from? That wasn't the time to explain it. But however, we called the nurse back in there after her being in there for three or four times. That blood pressure had came down to normal. My mother walked out that room. As I walked out that room, someone came up to me, asked me what I go to up to on the certain floor to pray for this woman. So they gave up on her. This one, this outside the visitation, there was a second time that I seen the manifestation, demonstration, power of the Holy Ghost. I went up and prayed for the one. I said, Miss Hamilton, Miss Hamilton, before I got before I got in there, the doctor would let me in there. I told the doctors I was a preacher. I need to see Miss Humphrey. And I went in there. Now, the family's on their way to the hospital. They paid his last respect to their mother. But I got in there before the family got there. And I said, I asked her, do you believe in divine healing? She said, yes, I do. Gave me a head shake. And I said, start praying in the Holy Ghost. As you see, Sister Tina Flow. And the doctor was standing back there looking at me. I'm going to tell you something. That woman raised up out that bed. Raised up out that bed. And I told the doctor the same thing. What Jesus said, give us something to eat. And that woman went home to her family. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, in the supernatural power of God. Amen. We got to talk kingdom talk. Can't talk this earthly talk. Get rid of it. Ask God to deliver you from that. And start talking kingdom talk. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. And I just want to say to my Facebook friends of social media, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you, 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 you accepted Christ at one period of time, but you got away from God. Well, I'm here to tell you that God is married to the backslide. Just repeat this after me. Say, Father God, I believe in Jesus, and I believe that he died. He arose with all power in heaven and earth. And right now, Lord, I rededicate my life back to you. And if you say that prayer, we believe that you say it, get it to your good Bible teaching church. Amen. Glory to God. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. Wasn't that an awesome teaching from the Word of God? Join us every Sunday morning in the sanctuary at 2518 Delaware Avenue, Flint, Michigan, 48506. Sunday school is at 10 a.m. Sunday morning worship service at 1130 a.m. Wednesday prayer is at 6 to 7 p.m. and Wednesday Bible study at 7 to 8 p.m. all Eastern Standard Time. You can visit us on Facebook under Royal Priesthood Ministries. You can watch us on Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, Facebook, YouTube, and Cross TV under the Five-Fold Network. You can also listen to us on iTunes and Google Play Podcasts under the Five-Fold Network. 
You can also call us at 810-424-1503. To give a donation, you can cash app us at $7HWB. God bless you, and we will see you next time.